0: My name is Terry Cosgrove. I'm an analyst in the IT operations group at Gartner. And I cover configuration management, whether it's mobile, client, server, or even cloud. And I've been the lead analyst on the enterprise mobility management suite's Magic Quadrant for the last two years. So this session will cover both reports. Both are an analysis of what's going on in the EMM market. This session will feature polling, so if you can get the Events Navigator app out in about five minutes or so, there'll be a couple of polling questions. We can learn about what you're doing in your environments, and you can hear about what other people are doing in theirs. I thank you all for coming. I know there's a lot to do in Vegas, especially if you're a cowboy this week here in Vegas. There's a great deal of things for you to do. Thanks for spending your time here. It's been a very eventful year in the EMM market. We've had vendor consolidation. We've had three vendors leave the market. We've had one vendor go out of business, very unusual, actually, in enterprise software, if that's happen. Yet it happened very recently in this market. It's becoming increasingly dominated by large, familiar enterprise IT infrastructure vendors, vendors that you work with, probably several of them in your environments. So in that way, the market is becoming very mature. However, I would describe the technologies as quite immature. It's quite common to see organizations that have been using an EMM tool for the last couple of years to already revisit that decision. Maybe they weren't happy with how certain functions work. Maybe they bought the solution with a certain email app. And when they compared that email app to the others, they realized they had the worst email app except for all the others. So this is quite common in the EMM market. So, when you look at vendors and they all look ostensibly similar, put them into practice, put them into your environments, test them out, because when you use them in production, while they may look the same, they function quite differently in practice. The way we describe enterprise mobility management today is that this is the glue between your enterprise devices and your back end enterprise systems. They are core products for enabling mobility. And when you think of things this way, EMM tools cease to become a tactical 12-month investment and something that has long-term strategic importance. So you think about how you want to enable these various services, VPN access, certificates, integration with your identity management systems your DLP controls, your app development tools. You can now go to your vendors and say, which one of these EMM vendors do you partner with? What advantages do we have in working with one versus another? It used to be common to combine many of these things with the EMM system. And that's still the case today. You can buy an EMM tool that has VPN appliances built into the product, a certificate authority provided as a native function of the tool, email apps, browsers that are built to work with this particular EMM system. However, we're moving away from that. The former model is sort of like, it would be like buying plumbing and the fixtures that access that plumbing together in your home. It would be like if you wanted to buy a shower head and in order to use that shower head you had to use completely different plumbing. But of course, that's not how it works. In our homes, we have plumbing that's there, and the fixtures are interchangeable. And that's where this market is going. So think about what these tools can do in the broader context of your enterprise environment. This also helps with the reduction of agents on the devices. In, on the PC side, we suffer from years of an endless parade of agents and utilities that all function autonomously on that device. And the PC can sort of accommodate that, so it's not as big of a perceived problem. However, on the mobile device, it's quite different. First, we have fewer resources from which to run those those agents. Secondly, the device may be user-owned, which limits to which you can control that device. And finally, most importantly, mobile operating systems were built to be managed with a single set of management primitives built into the operating system. So it's one set of glue, one set of hooks. Since we're using metaphors, one set of uh, railroad tracks to the endpoint device. And that's what connects these various systems to your uh, enterprise devices. To function as the glue, because the services that you're trying to provide to these devices have become more expansive over time, and because we now have many mobile operating systems to which to deliver them, the definition of enterprise mobility management has expanded over the years. The core function, the kernel of these products is mobile device management. That executes functionality, that applies policies, that does automation through APIs built into the mobile operating system. Because there are several mobile mobile operating systems probably in your environments, iOS, Android, Windows, maybe Mac OS 10. They don't all provide the same capabilities. In fact, if you look at them in detail, they they really can't be any more different than they are. Because they are all different and because you may have certain situations, like you may have BYOD, you may have certain concerns around privacy, you may have union workers where there are additional complications around controlling their devices, this gave rise to mobile application management. This puts policy around individual applications. They could take the form of containerized email apps, browsers, apps that are common in the environment, or it includes the ability to wrap other applications with policies and making those capabilities independent of the operating system controls. A third category that we introduced this year, mobile identity, grew from the recognition that what we saw in your environments was that you were really looking to establish trust in accessing your enterprise systems and functioning as the glue. So this looked at, is the user trusted? Is the device trusted at that particular moment? And could you provide conditional access based on those factors? So that's now a key part of these products as well. And finally, mobile content management. Content can be delivered to users within these products or as tools outside of this market. They really come in both forms. It's becoming more and more common to use to the pipes and the fixtures analogy um, outside of the EMM systems. But there are some EMM vendors that have really good mobile content management capabilities. If you wanna give users basic access to things like a SharePoint site behind the firewall or access to another corporate repository, these tools provide quick and easy ways to do that. Increasingly, these vendors have been adding DLP capabilities, rights management capabilities, to put around files so that if things were to drift into an unmanaged repository, you can take action on those things. So when you look at the the market, there are over 100 vendors that claim to be in the EMM market. However, when you start asking them these questions, do you provide all of these capabilities? And can you do so across three or four mobile operating systems? the number of vendors that can actually answer those questions, especially through demonstrating that they have many customers, customers of your size, customers in your industry, the list of vendors becomes very small. And so that explains why this market had, at one time, 22 or 25 vendors in the Magic Quadrant who qualified. We're now down to about 10 or so. So this is the first polling question. So if you can read the screen, the font appears to be pretty small, but on your device, hopefully, it comes out better. I first want to know, what EMM tools do you use in your environments today? These could be, there could be more than one answer, so it's select all that apply. Um, so pick the ones that you have currently running in your environments. We'll give it about 30 seconds. I like this new system because you can see the answers coming in, in real time, so you can see when it starts to slow down. it's like a horse race, so you can sort of see you know, who's, who's, uh, who's winning. OK, we'll give it about five more seconds. OK. So unsurprisingly, VMware AirWatch came in at number one. That matches what we see. Oh, we still have some more answers coming in. Hopefully, it's not vendors uh, clicking many times. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I think you don't answer once. Um, <clears throat> but uh, good technology, Mobile Iron, uh, Blackberry, um, no real surprises here. Uh, this matches uh, essentially what we see in the market in terms of market share uh, in our client discussions, uh, no real anomalies here. Oh, okay. Well, let's not go there. Something happened with good. Um, but you know, good very widely used, especially in large enterprises. Um, not, uh, not, not a big surprise. All right, let's, let's move on from this polling question. Something's going on. OK. The next one is how likely is it that you will change EMM products in the next two years? An important distinction here is um, if you have many products, I don't want to hear if you're moving to one, I want to know if you will have a new product in your environment in the next two years and on a, a, a spectrum of likelihood. We had 130 to 140 answers in the last one, so looking for roughly. Well, there are more, there are multiple answers were possible in the last one, so maybe we'll have fewer this time. OK. So we've got 50 or so today. Okay, So almost 60% are um, quite certain that they're going to use a new EMM tool in the next couple of years. That speaks to the, to the, sort of the maturity. Um, if you were to ask this question last year, I think we did the number would would have been much higher in terms of the likelihood of switching. So some of you are settling into the product that you have in your environments. That I think is good news from a market standpoint, but still, there's a lot of churn to happen. And it'd be interesting to know who those vendors are that you're considering, or if you even know at this point. Okay, so this is the Magic Quadrants. There are, of course, four sections to the Magic Quadrant. The niche player section describes vendors that have a particular play in the market. Either they play in a certain geography or they have certain capabilities that don't appeal to everyone, but really appeal to some organizations. The visionaries are similar, but they have some unique capabilities or they have something that is going to match further um, future requirements. Challengers are vendors that have a strong ability to execute. So they have maybe uh, a large market share. They have a lot of customers. They have a the big sales force. They have an ability to sell but they're following the market. They don't have leading technologies. Their roadmap consists of things that are mostly catching up. And leaders do well on both fronts. They have strong products that meet the definition today in most areas, they have a track record of success, they have customers that can validate their products, and they have a roadmap that's taking the market forward. So these are very quickly described what each quadrant means. This is the quadrant itself. This market is unusual in that the products are ostensibly similar, yet there are fewer and fewer vendors that can meet those requirements. So what explains that? This market is sort of like an expensive nightclub, that the price of entry is really high. Then once you get in, everyone kind of looks the same. And so this market is sort of like that, and that the R&D costs are really high to deliver on those four major categories of enterprise mobility management and then to do that across three or four different operating systems. And so the economics of this market is is explained by the diagram on the right-hand side. The vendors here are mostly trying to make money in other areas where EMM is an enabling function and something that has value when used in conjunction with something else. So there are some that take the administrator's point of view. We want one vendor that can manage and secure all our devices, whether they're PCs, Macs, or mobile devices. There are others that are specialized still in mobile. Either they have some unique capabilities in mobility, they have other mobile software products that sit around it, and so the EMM is a means toward monetizing something else, or they have some unique mobile play that still has strong validity. The third category is around mobile applications, Mobile apps and the EMM system do not naturally integrate. They have to be configured to work together. So there is some work to do in getting an app that you build to work with your management system. And so an EMM vendor might sell EMM as an add-on to its app development tools, where the EMM is something they they might throw in, but what they're really making money on is the app development tools that you're using to build apps with their products. On the VDI side, this takes kind of an end user's point of view, if you're delivering remote Windows applications to your users, and you want to provide a single place from which to access those remote Windows apps along with native mobile applications, where they can sign into one place, and the apps are, they appear together, and you can um, set things up so that it's a more integrated experience. They're selling EMM as a part of that, but what they're really making money on, where the margins are, is on the virtual desktop technologies identity and access management there are a lot of interesting touch points between identity management and emm there are practical things like it allows you to reset your ad password from your phone a common problem a common help desk call there are more interesting scenarios where you could use context from the mobile device to make better access decisions things like your location the time of day things that you can get from the mobile device in addition to who you are and the state of your device, to allow or disallow access to SaaS applications, applications behind your firewall. So that's an emerging area of integration. So when you think about the vendors for your environment, think about these broader plates, which ones have the most LANDESK has a very strong client management tool. And if you want one place to manage all of your PCs, their EMM is integrated with the LANDESK Management Suite console. Very strong in that front. They've been lagging on functionality, particularly on the mobile application management front. We haven't seen much adoption there, but very strong on the unified management piece. Sophos is very similar in strategy. If you're a Sophos security customer for endpoint protection, they have some unique capabilities in addition to the licensing advantages that they offer. They have a, a workable solution for rights management. If you create a file on a Sophos-managed PC, that file is then encrypted, and it can be, uh, the keys can be shared in a variety of different contexts. so it can be read on a mobile device, but if it gets into Dropbox, it can't be read. So they have a workable rights management solution that's part of their broader endpoint security play. SODI is a mobile specialist specializing largely in special purpose device management scenarios. So if you have Android devices or Windows mobile devices still in your environments, SOTY is, ver- is very well known in those situations. Mobile Iron, also a mobile specialist, they provide a lot of the, when you look at the, the pipes and the fixtures, they provide a very strong certificate management system as a part of their solution. They have a VPN solution that works pretty well with their product. They have a very strong app ecosystem, uh, so third party applications. Uh, integrate well with the Mobile Iron platform. But speaking to the economics of the market, Mobile Iron is still not profitable, as now uh, clear through their public filings. And it's not clear if they'll be able to survive as a standalone vendor, so they're certainly an acquisition target. BlackBerry, of course, recently bought Good, closed about a month ago. BlackBerry and Good were mostly prominent in regulated environments. Good mainly in finance, BlackBerry in finance and government. Coming together, they're shoring up their position in regulated industries. They favor security capabilities first and foremost, and they're selling primarily to customers that value things like advanced encryption, advanced certifications, encrypting uh, data between mobile applications. That's what they specialize in. SAP is one of the only mobile apps vendors in this market. For you eagle-eyed members of the audience, you may notice that Globo is there in the magic quadrant, but not on the right-hand side. Globo recently went out of business. That's a vendor that went under recently. They were specialized in app dev and EMM. SAP is now the lone vendor with that strategy. So if you have SAP in your environment for building mobile applications, their EMM tool, SAP Mobile Secure, is very often thrown in as an add-on, or you can get it very inexpensively if you're an SAP customer. SAP has really though been following the market, and a lot of issues with support and and keeping up with the requirements of this market. But if you're a big SAP shop, what they have may be perfectly sufficient for what you need at a a low cost. Citrix, a prominent player in this market. We see them mainly in Zen app and Zen desktop deals, also with NetScaler. So if you wanna give the user a unified experience with VDI and mobile apps, they have a very strong mature solution on that front. We're still waiting to see More Citrus customers deployed at large scale. That's always been a critique of ours of their solution, but they have a very strong offering when you're looking to combine these related solutions. AirWatch, very similar, in that they're one of the other major desktop virtualization vendors. They have a similar strategy with their Horizon platform in combining VDI and EMM. They also play in a number of other functions. They're pushing very hard now this identity management solution that they've had for quite some time. They're pushing uh, now more unified endpoint management. They have a couple of assets that they've acquired that are strong in conventional desktop management things. So they're pursuing a number of different fronts. Microsoft is the lone new player in the market. really came to market about a year and a half ago. They qualified this year for the first time because they, uh, they finally had the customers and the overall product necessary to, to, to merit inclusion. Their product, Intune, is very, uh, has, a, has, has drawn a lot of interest, not a lot of adoption at this point. They're number one in terms of our inquiry load. That's a forward-looking indicator in terms of where they're likely to be in a couple of years. But for right now, there are things that aren't mature in the product, the overall adoption hasn't been very high. So that's the thing to track in this market. Very compelling offering. So in an unfamiliar, unfamiliar position for Microsoft, they were lower right. Usually they are upper left. They are lower right because their overall story is really compelling. The integration with Office. The bundling of Azure AD Premium on the identity management side. The SCCM integration, which hasn't been very good until recently. They just released, as it happens this morning, SCCM 2016, which is now called SCCM. Um, So that integration is going to improve, the product will improve, that's gonna be a compelling offering as time goes on. And IBM, you know, being IBM, they're playing on a number of different fronts. IBM's Mobile First Protect, that's their EMM product, formerly known as mas 360 probably better known to you as mas 360 is used, is positioned increasingly inside of a broader IBM context. They're developing integrations with the big fix technology that's really strong on the endpoint management side to have that unified endpoint management strategy. They have a lot of mobile-specific security technologies for anti-malware and and, uh, securing transactions. That's integrated with uh, the IBM product. If If you're building apps in the formerly called Worklight development platform, there are workflows that allow those to be easily managed within mobile-first protect. So that broader IBM story is what IBM is all about in this market. So think about these other related adjacent areas that's just as influential in determining which is the best product for you. It's just as influential as the actual EMM functionality itself. So the critical capabilities. This looks at strictly the product. The Magic Quadrant looks at the product, but also the vendor strategy, their market share, their financial position, a lot of things that are outside of the core product. Critical capabilities are all about the functionality. The process for this analysis is we ask the vendors in a very comprehensive survey for answers to a lot of detailed technical questions. Then we ask to see it through demos. Then finally, and I think most importantly, we talk to the customers actually using the products and get the real story about how they actually work. So there are three major steps in doing this research. The most important, which again, I think is the last one, we get survey data from customers, but then we also talk to about 70 to 100 customers and get real information about how things work. And it's through that process that we come up with the scoring. There were 11 capabilities that we used this year that we thought were differentiating enough to research in depth. And we looked at that across six different use cases. A use case is a particular way in which you would want to use the product. And you may have several of these. You probably don't have all of these, but you may have several of them in your environments today. And each use case weighs different capabilities differently. So to illustrate one of them, one of the most important ones, I think, is the regulated industry's use case. This looks at mobile application management. MAM is particularly valued inside of um, finance and government where you want to put more security than what's um, available natively within the operating system we look for certifications we look for the strength of their secure PIM products secure PIM is 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 the linchpin of uh, a lot of emm solutions we look at device security and compliance capabilities how strong they're supporting various mobile platforms unsurprisingly good came out number one this year as they have as they had in previous years this is where Good is the best. Good and best, it's hard to avoid uh, puns uh, with that uh, company's name, but um, th- this is where, uh, so Good was essentially a successor to BlackBerry in a lot of environments. So if you had BlackBerry devices, Good was sort of the analog for the iOS and Android devices. That's where they're strongest. BlackBerry, of course, strong in that environment as well. Uh, they're really focusing on, on having the, uh, the best offering in the uh, security and compliance use case. Um, The other one, very different from the regulated uh, industries, is the special purpose device use case. This looks at, if you have devices that are used for a particular purpose, if you have um, Android devices that are built for a certain purpose, if you have Windows devices that are built for a certain purpose, there are EMM vendors that are focused on things like remote control and Provisioning, mass provisioning, scripting, app deployment, content distribution. If you have people who have price lists like salespeople and you want to make sure those are always in sync, there are specialized capabilities that do that. SODI came out number one. SODI's heritage is in the recognized device space. And they've moved on from that into a special purpose device strategy, very strong on Android. They have certain hooks into a wide variety of Android devices that are compelling. So they're ver- they're found very often. You know, people who have mobile devices on the airport tarmac, or in uh, if you have schools where students K through 12 are getting locked down Android devices, they have strong capabilities to secure and track those things. So very different use case, very different set of vendors that are appropriate for it. That's the point here. So use our research to find out which ones are the best for certain use cases. Talk to us about what's currently going on in the markets. There's a lot of change happening here. There's a lot of differentiation here that's really below the surface that's important to understand. So as you go back to your environments, identify the mobile use cases that are most important to you. Evaluate the vendors against those use cases. Think of the mobile applications you're deploying. Not all mobile applications work the same way across all EMM vendors. We're moving more to that point, but it hasn't quite gotten there. So if if you have Office 365 or if you have Cerner, if you're in healthcare, if you have Salesforce, there are certain hooks that certain applications have into other EMM systems. Ask the vendors for customer evidence. Don't take it on faith that every vendor can meet your requirements by responding to an RFP. Talk to the customers, talk to us. We have a lot of empirical evidence to uh, support or to uh, disconfirm certain vendor claims. So please talk to us about the questions that you have. And maybe most importantly, evaluate what's happening on the platform side. With each change to iOS, with each change to Android and Windows, it affects what you would need an EMM tool to do. So for example, in iOS 9, they really changed the way in which you can deliver, deliver mobile applications. It is now most is Apple's preferred way to get apps to a device to go through either the public App Store or an EMM app device configuration on it. The MAM only app stores where there is no device configuration, it is still possible to deliver apps that way, but Apple's made it much harder, much more manual than it used to be. So when these things change, it changes the way you might deliver your EMM tools. So keep up with it. Again, keep talking to us about what questions you have. We're looking at it very closely. And so I wanna thank you for attending tonight's presentation. I'll be up here for a few minutes if you have any questions. Thanks very much.